Hi, Erin. It's so good to be able to spend time with you again. How are you doing? I'm doing great. So great to see you. So great to see you too. It's always a pleasure to be able to spend time with, with you and with the Schneider family. So a couple questions for our interview today that I wanted to kind of go over with you and, and get your feedback and perspective. Um, you know, there's been so much going on with, with COVID and the challenges that, that are in that. Um, and the challenges are many to list, but what are some of the opportunities that you've seen be presented to you and to the Schneider team throughout all of this? You know, COVID has been uh, disastrous in the supply chain. Uh, the way that we would have predicted freight was going to move prior to COVID, um, what it really showed is just how vulnerable uh, supply chains are overall. And so uh, what we definitely saw was much more strategic alignment than what we even had pre-COVID to our shippers, because they really needed to get in control of uh, where their product was in the full end-to-end supply chain. And, and they wanted to be working with a provider that was really set up to give them a lot of capacity options and a lot of visibility uh, um, if the freight that they have in transit. And so we saw more, call it dynamic engineering studies. We saw a lot more um, opportunity to move freight in many different ways um, as customers were adapting to where their product was going to be sourced from and how they were going to get it to market. Very good. And I imagine that um, that not only brought some efficiencies and, and service to your customers, but it probably helped the Schneider team as well, right? Oh, definitely. Definitely. The amount of fluidity that we saw between our service offerings um, was at such a heightened war room kind of uh, capability because we were centered on who has the capability to meet this shipper's needs and how do we come together to bring those solutions. So uh, we we were um, tight and coordinated before, but never so much as uh, since uh, COVID has started and, and that much uh, opportunity is in front of us. I bet your dedicated teams really appreciate that too. <laughs> yes, they do. Absolutely. Well, from our side, you know, with Try and Pay, we've seen obviously exponential growth um, from our broker clients as freight rates go up you know, their, their capacity and, and their servicing goes up as well. And so um, it really has just created this onslaught of, of invoices that have to be processed. And, you know, not just in, in terms of the average, average invoice price, but there's just more volume with all of the online shopping that we've seen through the, the pandemic. It's had a huge impact on carriers and brokers. And so we've seen that through our platform as well. Um, but one thing is interesting is, you know, while you talk about being able to move things more smoothly and streamline and have electronic electronic integrations, we still see a lot of manual processes um, in the industry. There's still a lot of fragmentation. And uh, we just did a survey, uh, had an independent survey done recently where um, the respondents found that 40% of carriers are still submitting some of their invoices through the mail, which I, it, it's crazy to me. Um, but because they exist and those processes still exist, it's a huge opportunity for a company to come in and be able to solve those problems. Yeah, I, I think it's critical. The, the place that you sit in the overall market, really helping uh, carriers be much more efficient in what they're trying to do and ensuring that they're getting paid quickly and they understand where they are in the process. But uh, we're doing everything that we can have, uh, to eradicate manual processes and paper because uh, it is uh, completely inefficient. And so we're we're finding ways to meet uh, the carrier exactly where they're at, even if we're in Excel or we're in um, e- even email, some automation that we can do through those capabilities, because we 
we really want them to be successful. And uh, we don't want them to get left behind if their technology is, uh, is not on par with what's available today. Absolutely, absolutely. So Schneider's always been a trailblazer in embracing technology. What areas of technology do you think is making the biggest impact for your organization right now? Well, I know that one. So uh, <laughs> the, the future for, for us, our shippers and our carriers is digital. Uh, we have a marketplace called Freight Power uh, that has been just taking off exponentially, both for shippers uh, and looking to get solutions, multimodal solutions, asset, non-asset, LTL, intermodal. We have it all together. And it gives them that solution in an instant that they can um, quote and have uh, the capacity assurance behind that quote. Uh, so we are we are definitely working with customers in that marketplace, whether they're coming to our system or we're connecting to their TMS. So we have APIs connected to TMSs that are proprietary with uh, specific shippers and or um, TMSs that you would know that are commercial, that we're doing everything we can to ensure that our solutions are directly connected to shippers. And uh, that has been wonderful as uh, there's a lot of variability in the supply chain. Customers are not needing to be in a position to pick up the phone and call and wonder, but to get that answer directly, whether they're coming to our system or we're going to theirs. Yes. Yes. Access to data is definitely the key and having access where you need it, when you need it is, is critical. So it's, it's exciting. Can't wait to see what all freight power has to offer. Um, we find the same thing. You know, you you're on the front side of the the transaction, right? The preload and and well and postload. But when it comes to payments, we're seeing the same thing. So brokers, backers, carriers, they all want access to that data, and they they need it in a way that they can consume it and use their own artificial intelligence to make some decisions. And so that's that's what's exciting about what we've done with Try and Pay and the acquisition of Hubtran was to be able to bring those two pieces together and do just what you're doing, Aaron, um, at Schneider with Freight Power, is bringing that integration to all the disparate TMSs, the proprietary systems, so that information data, information can flow and be used in, in business processing and decisions um, and, and help bring some efficiencies to that. Exactly. I, I really believe this whole piece all comes together and I applaud you on that acquisition. I think that that just makes your organization that much stronger in creating value um, for, for carriers everywhere and for brokers. Um, we think about our connection with our carriers is really helping understand where what are their networks? What are they looking for? How do we use data science to give them great recommendations at the right price point and that we're able to keep them moving? Because we can't they can't afford to not be moving in this uh, this economy, and we want to make sure we keep them loaded with Schneider Freight. Um, but we go all the way through the process, present the opportunity, allow them to buy it now, allow them to track, allow them to get paid and get paid quickly and utilizing that full end-to-end, what's the POD that we need in order to kick off that full process. So really, it should be touchless from beginning to end and allow the, the carrier and or their driver to do what they do best, which is, uh, which is safely move freight. Right. Drive the truck. Exactly. Exactly. So it, it sounds like your business is already using quite a bit of artificial intelligence um, with freight power. How, how are you using that in terms of making sure that you're meeting the drivers where they need and giving them the information as they need it, where they need it? So every uh, driver and or carrier that we interact with, it's almost like uh, building out a thumbprint of who they are, what do they want, what are they looking for, and how do we give them smart options that really meet their needs. And uh, uh, carriers have all kinds of options. And so we want to be as effortless as we possibly can. 
And uh, so anticipating where the carrier is landing in a market, what's the great, what would be a great pickup for where we know they want to go next um, and or for what they have taken in the past. And so we do that matching uh, dynamically. Um, but there are all kinds of ways that we could position that. So whether we're sending an alert to our system, whether we're sending a text message that this load is a match, and then ultimately one day even doing that via voice. Um, and so we're looking at those kinds of opportunities so that it can just be really easy for carriers, especially owner operators that are trying to make it all, all their whole business and their one truck moving. We want to make it very easy to transact and work with us and that we become their best sales force. And, uh, and, and that is really using a lot of AI so that we really know and anticipate what they need before they even need to ask. Right. So it sounds like you're you'll have the capabilities not only to get their primary freight, you know, fill the truck for the primary freight, but also for their backhauls, which is uh, phenomenal for them. Yes, yes, and we have through all the APIs that we have with shippers, we now know that we have this carrier that's always looking for freight on Tuesday on this lane. So let's go get it for this carrier, and then let's position it across to this carrier as the right fit. And so you start to see those tours. Um, and you start to see that uh, repeatability that really is terrific for the carrier and their driver for predictability. So we, we like how it connects digitally so that we're even more informed as we're working with shippers around what we can effectively manage. Yep. And you can see ahead versus just what has to be covered for today, which is great. Exactly. Absolutely. So how, how would you say leadership plays a role in the selection and implementation of technology into your operations? How do you handle change management? Well, I'd say the, the first role that leadership plays is a leading a strategy discussion around where are we, where are we going, where are the gaps in our capability versus what we want to do, and how do we be very thoughtful around what are the few things that we could really put our shoulder on into that would make a big difference for our customers and our carriers. And so that strategic, that strategic planning aspect, and then really the um, supplier and or vendor evaluation in terms of what's out there in that space. Is it a capability we need to build or is it a capability we would be better off partnering with somebody to bring that um, to bear? And so our leaders are directly engaged in that. And then even just uh, doing some um, reference calling to uh, counterparts that we know in terms of, we know what the sales pitch is, but what does it look like in reality? And we do that with others and they do it with us so that we can um, get moving quickly in that space. And then really, once we decide we're going to do it, make the investments to bring it in an end-to-end -end configuration and then change management is everything. So what's in it for me? Um, why does it make my life better? How is it easier for me to work or transact? And so we, we lead first with that change management discipline. Um, and communication and training or whatever it is, because we realize that the best technology won't get anywhere near the ROI without the investment in change. Yep, absolutely. And I think I think where a lot of companies tend to fail is really understanding their customer and their needs. Um, and that's a huge part of change management. When, when you're looking to implement something new, it's how is this going to affect my customer? How is it going to affect my, my supplier, my vendor partner? And you guys have always done a great job in making sure that your customers and your carriers are taken care of. I think having that strong leadership culture within an organization really is critical for success, as, as you mentioned, um, and having that strategic piece in mind, right? Where, where are we taking this tomorrow? Where are we taking this next year? Where do we want to be in 20 years? Um, and so 
as you grow and as your as an organization's um, strategy changes, you have to make sure you have all of the right leaders in place to be able to take you to that next level. And we're excited at Triumph has just announced some some strategic hires within our organization that helps us along that journey as well. And so uh, we continue to grow and invest in in our team um, and making sure that we've got the right culture that are listening to our customers and a team that can deliver on what they're looking for as well. Melissa, your team does a wonderful job at that. We really love working with your group and uh, really deciding on uh, what's our roadmap together. And uh, I think it's it, it definitely is a two-way street so that we invest well together so um, we can bring capability much quicker in a much more fulfilled way because we see the kind of the, the full view. And uh, we love working with your, with your team and I'm, I'm excited to meet the new members. All right, Erin, we appreciate you so much. We truly enjoy working with you and with Schneider. And there's so much opportunity left out there that there's there's a lot that we can do together. And we're very excited to be your partner. Thank you so much. Thank you. All right. Thank you for your time. Bye-bye.